Welcome. To Arcade Audio. This week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Happy Easter. Five days late. What are you Where's doing? my charger? It's right here. Why? Stop stealing my charger. Stop being weirdo. I'm not a weirdo. I want to charge my phone to read all my funny good notes for this podcast. Yeah, okay. If there's any day I need my notes, it's it is today. today. Oh boy, as you can see from the title of this episode, we watched The Fanatic, and oh boy, do we have a lot to say about it. But first, let's get to why you're really here. Every week on this show, we talk about our lives, and our marriedness, and sometimes we discuss movies. Look at you stepping up, like, talking Shut the fuck up! I'm just sitting here, I'm like, getting ready to do my bit. Yeah, what's so today's, gotta... What's today's date? Today's April... 12, 2020. Happy Easter. You already said that. Well, Stop repeating yourself. reiterating people. Happy Passover, if you're mm. celebrating. Shut the... <laughs> you're not going to hit me a minute into the show. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Why not? Because, number one, I have an open water. There's been a water spill in this house today. My daughter stepped into a bowl of water. That sounds weird. Don't ask us why we had a bowl of water on our floor. <laughs> it's a dish to drink out of. <laughs> 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 I hope you choke on that. I want to do other things, please. I'm so tired of just, just sitting on this couch. Go away I from you. I just want to go to like a fucking Marshalls. I want to go to the outlets, man. I want to sit in a Pool. fucking Applebee's. No, you don't. Why would you? I. When have you ever wanted to sit in an Applebee's? I want to walk into a gym and be like, oh, look at all this equipment, and then immediately <laughs> walk out of it. <sighs> I want to go to GameStop and see all the employees cry. Day 45 of quarantine. Here we are. Uh... Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, this is how it's gotten to this point. Every weekend, we go to a different Walmart and Target. Yeah. Just, just to see what new change things are out there in the world. Just change... We drove 20 minutes to a different Target yesterday, just just because we could. We could. We're running out of Targets. Millennia's next, I guess. <laughs> next weekend, let's play it out next weekend. Still didn't. Still didn't have any toilet paper. No, some places the Target had a uh, had. Some, oh, it had that one ply, really tiny little. It had the Target. Rolls. It had the Target brand. Yeah, I did. I did see somebody. Be like two white. When oh, no, I was at our Walmart, at our Walmart, um, I ran in just to get uh, some soap and for a couple things, which they didn't have. Um, I'm waiting to check out. I, the, the self-checkout lane was ridiculous. So I went to the 20 items or less lane, because nobody's in that, because nobody's going out buying just, like, less than 20 items. And the couple in front of me let me go first, because they had, like, 10. I only had, like, the one soap. And then as I'm getting ready to go, the guy checking me out behind his sneeze guard at Walmart, which, if you were at Walmart, you have worse things than coronavirus. <laughs> um, it's part of the interview process. 
uh, sees that the couple behind me had two things of Angel Soft. And I was like, oh man, they got Angel Soft. That's like a luxury. I personally hate Angel Soft toilet paper. But a lot of people like it. Sure, whatever. Um, and he's like, you got two there. Like, you only get one. And they're like, oh, one's for my daughter. And they're like, where is she? And I'm like, I'm getting the fuck out of here because this is going to And that's the main difference between you and I because if that was me, ugly. I would have taken my time. I would have dropped my keys oh, back. Oh, you know I should have done? I'd have been like, oh, up my keys. you know what I should have done? I should have been like, oh, actually, can I have one of those? And then just gave it to him afterwards. <laughs> I probably could have made money off of it. Yeah, you would have been Shit. a nice guy. Instead, you were an asshole. Well, also, Speaking of being a nice well, guy. I, I was wondering how long it was going to take you Speaking of being a nice to, guy. to put yourself up on this pedestal. Not a pedestal. I'm just a good person, man. Why is it so hard to believe? You asked me if you should do it. Well, because you were driving the car. We you had groceries. I could have walked home. We had groceries in the back. You'd still be walking. Well, I wouldn't. So, Mullen almost hit a dog when we were driving home from the grocery store yesterday. <laughs> Fuck you. Are you going to tell the story? Fuck you. Go ahead. Ow. You're right. I'm fine. So Mullen almost hit a dog on our way home from the grocery store yesterday. It was just a dog running in the street. And it was running on the street. It's like um everyone always speeds on the street, it's got a lot of turns and stuff, and I got really nervous that somebody was actually gonna hit the dog. So I like jumped out and I tried to chase it down. There was no owner anywhere. I tried to run after it and it was so fucking fast. Could not keep up. Cause everyone knows I'm a sprinter. Don't even remember the last time I ran like that. So, I'm just trying to chase this dog down. Then finally the owner shows up walking. And so Mullet Cubs picks me up, drives me down, past where the dog is so I could get out and save it. And I saved it. No one hit it. It didn't run in the street. And I saved it. And that's my good deed for the rest of my life. Life? I thought we said year. Huh? Yeah, okay. By the way, it's a 30-minute walk from where we were, which would take you at least two hours. That's probably accurate. Yeah. It was also in flip-flops. I wasn't prepared, you know. <clears throat> oh, how rough and tumble the it fanatic. is for you. Hmm. Yeah, that's all we got going on. Let's get into today's podcast. My nomination, The Fanatic. I am beyond excited. I'm glad somebody is. Yeah, I'm going to drink some water real quick. Sure. Mm. I'm fine. Simply unadaptable. Where's the tray? If you didn't spit that water out when I said that you almost hit that dog, then I wasn't going to spit the water out now. Okay, John Travolta, the fanatic. All he wanted was an autograph. That's all he wanted. Oh, man. Effectively Chilling Work by John Travolta in the tradition of stalkers slash fans in movies such as Misery and The King of Comedy. Says Richard Roper, Chicago Sun-Times. Wow, that's weird. That's really weird. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Why do you take your glasses off to read it? Because they're dirty. I have to clean them. <laughs> On the grimy streets of Hollywood, a celebrity-obsessed man feels slighted by his favorite movie star and embarks on an unhinged quest to get a response, leading to a home invasion and a very long night that changes both men irreparably. Oh, fuck you. You didn't think I knew how to say irreparably? I, did, I didn't say that. You were thinking way. it. I was shocked. <laughs> you got it right. Yes. Mm. Irreparably. 
Irreparably. No, I was, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you oh, were well, I was say like, it. no, I said it right. <laughs> but I was wrong. like, no, I was like, no, it's irreparably. <laughs> so, if you've been listening to this podcast at all throughout the course of its history, you know, I love me some bad movies. And this is right up there on that list. So, as I discussed earlier a couple weeks ago. I think I need a new prescription because I can't really see out of these glasses too well. Um, John Travolta has been on one hell of a spree of, at one point he was in like four or five straight 0% on Rotten Tomato movies. Um, this one somehow has a couple positive reviews, but at one point it wasn't zero. But this one's the one that like got my attention the most, because how can it not look at him in this movie? watch him in this movie it's directed by fred durst it is such a as the back of the movie says like it's not an original concept like these movies have been made kind of in the past so just hearing about it he won the razzie for this and something else i i had to experience it so i bought it i could have bought it even cheaper now already even though it just came out and watching it does it no justice at all it is incredible to watch. <laughs> it is... That's one word for it. Incredible that this movie was made, written and directed by Fred Durst of Limp Biscuit fame. We should have known right which there. Which we'll get to later. Well, apparently... So, uh, reading, I went on Reddit and some other like discussions and message boards about it. You went it, down a rabbit hole about this movie. Sure did. And, and Fred Durst. Sure did. Um, that, like... He made that movie, The Long Shots. I think it was, like, the, the girl football movie with Ice Cube. And, like... Oh, yes. That well-renowned girl football movie with Ice and Cube. And I probably made another movie called like, The Education and Charlie Banks. And then people were saying, like, oh, well, like, the best parts of those movie are, like, the directing. I will say that I think my favorite part of this movie is that it is, I think, directed well. I think... <laughs> the look you just what? gave me. The look you just gave me. I think that... It's decent, which is the nicest word I can say, of, like, some of the, <laughs> make those noise, some of the shots, some of the editing, some of the, 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 the filmmaking of it all. It's like, okay. I mean, you're really stretching here. You're really you're grasping at straws I'm walking, here, I'm walking bro. on eggshell grenades right now. Uh, Oof. But the rest of it, I, I, it's so hard. There's so much. Not, we have never written so many notes individually. I have so many notes. About a movie before, ever. I have ever. so many notes. Uh, I, I, I have to be clear up front. Did you like it? Uh... No. No, I didn't. What was the first thing you said when it was over? What was the first thing I said when it was over? I think over? you said that's one of the ten worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I said, I think that that's, yes, that's one of the ten worst movies I've ever seen in my life because it's one of the ten worst movies we've seen on this podcast. No, it is not. I do not believe it is. It's one of the ten worst movies we've ever seen on this podcast. I don't think it is. You're an idiot. Let me... <laughs> it's one of the ten worst movies we've ever seen on this podcast. Let me see if I can quickly think of ten more. That we've seen on this show. On this on this show specifically. Okay. A horror story. 
Food, food fight. fight, Pocket Ninjas, Kazam, um, Choices, Choices. Uh, uh, there's so many more. I'm just uh huh. Yeah, Come exactly. Let's go through the fucking box. Oh, yeah. Ah, my glasses! I threw them. Stop throwing your glasses. Um. Ugh. There's uh. Did I say Kazam already? Yes. Okay. Uh. Exactly. There exactly. My is. point stands. Frankenhood. Frankenhood's Ooh, worse. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. The bling ring. Ooh. I would say so. Ooh. But I would say something about Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights. Well, Space Invaders. Uh, okay, but it's one of the top ten worst that we've seen on no, the show. I could, I could give you more. I could give you more. Uh, I'm positive I can. Mm-hmm. So when this movie started, I'm be 100% <laughs> honest. Once we got through the six production companies that made this movie. Oh my God. Literally, it's on the back of the box. Quiver Distribution, in association with Redbox Entertainment, present a Pretzel Fang Wonder Film Media production, an Oscar Generale and Daniel Grodnick production in association with Media Finance Capital. That's ridiculous. How many people have to pay to get this movie made? money was shit down the shitter to even get this made? The movie starts, and it has like that cool like stylized drawing, and the monologue is decent, and it was already immediately better than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like in the first like minute, right? Mm-hmm. Except the first actual line of this movie. <laughs> the first actual line is, of this movie. I can't talk long because I have to poo. And at that point, I think that I knew that this was one of the top ten worst movies I've ever seen on this show. <laughs> and in life. And I lamented the day that I met you. <laughs> because that is what brought me to this point in my life. <laughs> and, I, and then my second note is, what the fuck is this garbage? So those are my uh, those are my first two notes. I can't on talk this long. I gotta movie. poo. I can't talk long because I have to poo. And after that, I immediately wrote Travolta down as the LVP. Immediately, which he is correct. <sighs> correct. You said LVP. Oh, well, ho, ho! I'm setting the fuck up. Yeah. Why are you writing on a yellow card? I just grabbed the wrong card. It's just gonna. I'm always gonna be able to find the fanatic now. <laughs> it's not a yellow card. It's not right. a white card. Um, you think Travolta is the MVP of this movie? No, I didn't say the MVP of this movie. You but I was just making sure that I heard you correctly. L least. The least valuable player. Least. Well, let's talk about that a little bit here. No, 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 no. All right, so we'll come back then. We'll come back then. We'll come back then. That's, we are nowhere near MVP and LVP. No, we're not. We're not we have either. a lot more to talk Close. about. But what the fuck is this garbage? What the fuck did you make me watch? Why did this movie get made? How did this movie get made? Well, uh, how? I can tell you easily. Six production companies were like, you want some money to make a movie, Fred Durst? Go right ahead. Um, Also, one of the producers, uh, or one of the the companies, Daniel Grodnick, uh, he's one of the producers, uh, Jacob Grodnick is the the street performer, douchebag, Vito Rosea-looking motherfucker. Um... (laughs) That is so like that's obviously like hey my my cousin wants to be in a movie put him in a movie which we can also talk about him later as LVP but you're not gonna you're not gonna win any argument okay. on LVP it's John Travolta cool. it's one of the most insanely bad and weird movie performances in the history of movies I know and like, I know it's that it's nuts I know that it's an autistic character but there have been so many other movies that I don't think that's are, autism no it that was his. His interpretation. No, I'm, of so I'm saying I, I don't think that that's. 
I, I think that there was... There are some people that are on the spectrum that do have mannerisms and behaviors that are like that. There are. There are. But... I don't think that it was handled the right way. My note was, and I'm quoting another movie here, so that's why it's okay that I'm saying this. No, I don't think that that... Travolta that. is can't. going so not full retard... You can't say that. ...that it becomes full retard. What's the last movie that I... We did a review and I said that same thing and you got mad at me and said, I can't say full retard. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm quoting something. No, I quoted it to you, idiot. You didn't say you were quoting it in the first place. I didn't need to. There are some lines in movies that you don't have to say that you're quoting so them. That's not one. Rosebud is one. I'm king of the world is one. A lot of people know if you say, oh... Are you going to go full retard? You can't ever go full retard. They understand the I mean, you said this is what I did tonight. You're on the hook. So I'm just saying, you're thinking more than me. You're hitting me with blunt objects now. Good Lord. Uh, Stepping up my game. Movie made me crazy. So, so that that's my point, is that he, he, it feels like he's going so full with it, but he's trying to be restrained and trying to be normal. And then there's other moments where he's not, which we're going to get into yeah. more and more and lines then, and more and more moments. But my point... This guy's name is Moose. And His name is Moose. I think that's all you need to know There's about that. There's a great moment at the end of the movie when uh, Hunter Dunbar, the star he's obsessed with, he is tied up in his bed. And he's trying to, like, connect with Moose and, like, convince him to untie him so he can escape. And this whole time he doesn't know the guy's name. He's like, what's your name? And he goes, Moose. And there's a good beat and he goes... You What's say, your name? He goes, no, he goes, you say moose? <laughs> that was the exact line. I'm like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> and then he goes, he goes, did you say moose? <laughs> like, that's your name? Okay. Uh, so, after... And then, I'm going to go through my notes. Well, hold on, hold on. I, I, I had a point here. What was your point? Was that... Why do you so long to make points? Come on. So, the first scene, uh, the line and everything... The store owner, he's with. The store owner's really nice to him. Like, I like the store owner guy. If we're going to talk MVP candidates later on, he might be one. Is the guy who owned the store. He's just a nice guy. I was more interested in the toys that were surrounding him, of course. You kept rewinding it to look I at the toys. I rewound it once. And once. you paused it a couple times to look at the toys. And it aggravated me so much because... And then he leaves after he gets the vest. And the opening credits happen. And, like, the opening credits are okay, too. Like... You know, him, like, riding on his moped, even though he's hamming it up, being silly on the moped. And I'm like, that's not autism. And I'm like, this, this has been an okay five minutes. Please don't let this movie be Ford Fairlane all over again. Where, like, I watch it, and I'm like, don't tell me that this is that I'm going to get on this podcast and be like, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And then the remaining 85 minutes were like, no, 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 we got you, fam. <laughs> this is going to be one of the worst things You've ever seen in your entire life. The only thing that would have made this movie worse is if there was a koala swinging from a ceiling. <laughs> there is one point where I would have, I would have left the room when Moose is and in, called Andrew's angry. When Moose is when Moose is in his uh, apartment and like he's freaking out because of how he's been treated. When that he takes, because he collects like movie memorabilia and props and gets them signed. He takes like if, uh, a dummy head and he like ties a rope around it and hangs it. <laughs> and I'm like, what is it about bad movies hanging things? If it had been a koala or something, like, furry, I would have died. I want to give a shout-out to the store owner for wearing a Shane Falco jersey for no I know, reason I in the middle of too. the, uh... I put... So, I, I have to go back to, though, like, he, like, searches for, like, celebrities and things to, like, get autographs because he collects autographs and things like that. 
So he goes to a bar where this Hunter Dunbar is supposed to be. Was it a bar? No, it was like a party, wasn't it? Was it was a party with a bar. So, so and he the bartender. Lives, he lives with a, a, a paparazzi photographer. No, he doesn't. Live, they don't live together. Don't he lives by himself. Or she lives like in the building or something. Yeah, like nearby, but he. Lives I know by they don't. They don't make anything. At one point, I thought that the paparazzi was two different people. <laughs> Uh, because the way they shoot her... With the, and the same she... name! <laughs> no, because, no, you know what? I, I finally realized why I got confused. Because when he's talking to that celebrity at the party, her name's Amanda. And like when he's getting like like pulled out of there, he's talking about, oh, Amanda said it was okay, like this kind of thing. I thought that Amanda was Leah's name. That's how I fucked that up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he like, yeah, he like has to like climb a fence or like climb like a gate to get, get into this party. party yeah. And like, if this is where celebrities are, like, there's not anybody with, like, a list or checking in. This guy's wearing a Universal Monster Hawaiian shirt. Yo, man, that shirt. And a shirt, backpack. That shirt, though. That shirt is the real that MVP. That shirt is is the MVP. Only one, only one that exists. One of a kind. I can make it for you. No, I don't want it. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Oh. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so he's in. The, he's not at a. He's not at a bar. Oh, no, there's a where, bar in the party. There's a, yeah, yeah, there's a bar. And the bartender says, "Hey, can I get you a drink?" He's like, "Yeah, strawberry milkshake with real ice cream, please." And the bartender says, "I'm sorry, what?" I think that bartender's MVP. I'm sorry, what? And John Travolta's. That is really says, funny though. He's like, uh, "Strawberry milkshake with real ice cream, please." He's like, "No, man, I can get you like a soda or like a drink or a beer, wine, Mi- yeah. wine, beer, mixed drink, soda." He's like. No, man, none of that shit. And, like, he doesn't say shit, because I don't think he said shit. Careful on your volume and your tone, because that was, that was teetering on being offensive. <laughs> I'm just doing an impression. Your impressions aren't offensive, are they? If I'm doing moose from the fanatic, then they probably will be, but I'm not going to. Ah, I'm going to later. What am I talking about? <laughs> Come on. And then he goes in this party and goes crazy with this other celebrity. He and smells the food. He... It, I didn't know what I don't he was know if he doing. licks it he or smells it. it or something. It was yeah, he very might have licked strange. it because he does a lot of. We're gonna get to. He gets a lot even of, more like, visual gags. weirder things. It's weird. Oh, speaking of visual gags, uh, if you're at home and you watch this, number one, why? Sorry. No, number two, do it. Number three, yeah, please do. Count it. how many times in the movie there's a, a shot going on where it appears as though John Travolta possibly is jacking off. <laughs> there's one very early on where like he's preparing for this party and he's being shot like. From the like, from the like waist ribs up. up probably yeah ribs up and like he's like talking to himself in the mirror or like he's just like looking in the mirror or, like and looking like his down. arms are moving but you and can't like, tell what he's doing is he jacking off right now <laughs> and then it pans out and it's just him making motions and preparing on how to talk to Hunter Dunbar or whatever but it happens at least two it happens other at least two times. other times in the movie so at like least two other times even like later on like he's just walking through a garden I'm like is he jacking off right now like I can see his hands it's just a, a funny like funny. mystery science but after after all of that I had another note that said what am I watching. Again. I was going to say, after that, it goes into the next scene, which is him at work, where he's a Cockney Bobby Street performer. And mind you, there's no setup to this prior. It's just, he talks to this woman at a party. He's he uncomfortable. Kicked out. He gets kicked out, finally, because he reaches his backpack. The security thinks he's doing something. And he acts, you know, crazy. Cut to, he's in like a, oh, a gas street. Station bathroom. No, it's just like a street bathroom. Like, cause like a big cities, a public restroom just Hollywood. on the street, and he's got a fake mustache and like a British police officer hat on, and he's doing worse Cockney than me. Give me an example of it. Hello, governor. How you doing today? Hello, hello. Hello, I'm an Australian bubby. 
Hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> it just tears at Philip every time. Hey, hey, buddy. Fuck you, eh? <laughs> and it's, but again, there's no setup to it. But, like, there's I no nursing. It's What's just, happening? boom. John Travolta, pretend, John Travolta pretending to have autism as a Cockney street performer. That's the greatest sentence in film and history. And then he, like, then it shows him, like, out on the streets. It shows the other performers and stuff and, like, what they're doing. Not and just any performer. This, like, bullshit danger <laughs> artist David Blaine-looking mother... John-Claude Van Damme-looking motherfucker. <laughs> next to other street performers. One of which is a guy in a costume called Serial Man. And I'm like, where's that movie? You pay for that Serial Man costume? Let me see that shit. It's a spinoff. I hope so. A sequel. But, um, but my question to you is, like... Who, who would want to take pictures with that? There's later on, right? Like because one dad and his son, like take a picture. Uh, but like for real, because like I've seen like when we went to Vegas, like you saw like the people like the bootleg costumes, bootleg Elmo, bootleg stuff. Mario, sure. you know. Right, but like, who would take a picture with a? <laughs> I guess it's Cockney like a tourism Brit- thing. Like, but like, but really, like I could go out on the street and have people take pictures of me. If I wore, like... Also, he never asks for pictures. He's just doing a... He's just being a, a police officer. Uh, good day to you. Like, you but know... he's supposed to collect money and get tips. Like, that's how he makes his money, right? So somebody had to go up to him and be like, Oh, cool outfit. Can we take a picture of you? They probably could have gotten it for free. I think he only hands him a one. Because he kind of looks at the money and he's like... Huh? I don't know. <laughs> There's so much happening with you. You almost spilled water three times on one sip. Um... Oh my god, this is so bad. I don't know why so then, I did this. We're just, going, then, we're just going after the whole movie at this point. And then... How many times are we going to say and then in this movie? And then we're introduced... We're in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then we're introduced to Hunter Dunbar. Hunter Dunbar, played by Devin Sawa. He's my... That's Devin Sawa? That's Devin Sawa. No, I know, but that was my note. I was yeah. like, that's Devin yeah. Sawa? Teen yeah. heartthrob? Yeah. Movie leading man Devin best. Sawa? Yes. He gained some weight. We got, got some muscle. You got real Jack, man. You got, got real, real Jack, Jack, baby. Doing his best Laramie Renner impression. Um, this, like, they should have just gotten Jeremy Renner. You got six production companies. Just get Jeremy Renner. He looks like Jeremy Renner. He's acting like Jeremy Renner. He smells like Jeremy Renner. This movie would have been so much better with Jeremy Renner in it. So I personally think Devin Saw was the MVP of the movie. That's not, a, uh, if it's not him, it's the store, the store owner. It's not a ringing endorsement. I think he does an okay job at being... A douchebag. A douchebag. Actor dad. But he also is kind of like... So, am I supposed to think that he's the villain in this movie? Yes. Why? That's another, like, inherent problem in this movie. So, he's obviously going through a divorce of some kind with his wife. Um, but he's... Fucking the maid. He didn't fuck the maid. He kissed the maid again, is no, what he said. That's all he said. He said, I kissed the maid fucking. again. They were we don't know fucking. that. We don't know that. They you were, say that. Oh, I know. They were fucking. Just like I would know if you did anything <laughs> with the maid. I've never even seen our maid. I leave the house when the maid comes. Good. Um, Keep it that way. But, so like, but he's seen. Not my friend Tiffany. She's real nice. He's seen being like a good dad. It's this, it's this moose that keeps like putting his nose in things. It's all about things. perception, man. It's all about perception. Yeah, maybe. my perception is that he's not it's a bad guy. It's all about perception. It's what Hollywood does to you. That's the moral of this movie. Didn't you pay attention? Even I got that out but of it. But he does, I think, a fine job with what he's given. Uh, there's nobody else. Did he stab him with that marker? <laughs> We're not there yet. No. We're not there yet. So you just jumped way too far. 
No, but the marker. Yeah, we. Yeah, we're like two. Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have like two more interactions oh, left sorry. before we even get there. So, so this like collectible like memorabilia place having a, a, a signing, a signing. Which, by the way, I don't know how big of a star Hunter Dunbar is supposed to be. I'm guessing not that big because it's a signing in the back of this memorabilia store. What's like it? That what's the guy's name who played the Red Ranger that Steve met? Best friends with Steve. Austin Austin Thomas Johnson sure, or something. It's like if he came to town. <laughs> it's always three days. I think I shit my pants. It's like Brian Tyree Henry, uh, Zachary Ty Brian, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, J. Michael Vincent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, computer, uh, Alexa, who played the original Red Power Ranger? It's like Austin St. John. That might be a porn star. Here's something I found from the article called Ranger Zio on Wikipedia. What's Zio? The ultimate successor is Jason Lee Scott, the original Red Power Ranger and team leader. Jason Lee Scott. Did that answer your question? No, no, I think it gave yes. me the name of the character. I don't think that's right. I'm almost positive the guy has the name Austin in it. I'll find it. Hold on. Are you thinking like Austin Aries? He's a... He's a... <laughs> no, I'm not thinking. Why did you say Austin Aries? What are you talking about? Austin, who's Austin St. John? <laughs> I think you're right. I think, were you watching no, porn last right. night? Is that why you came to bed so No, late? yeah, no. It's his actual name. is Austin St. John. He plays Jason Lee Scott. No, wait. Hold on. What? His name is Jason Geiger. <laughs> And he plays Jason Lee Scott on the Power Rangers, but his name is Austin St. John. That's just way too many <laughs> names for a human being wait, to have to juggle. Wait, what? Jason his stage Geiger. name is Austin St. John, but his name is Jason Geiger. And he plays Jason Lee Scott. How many times do I have to say this? <laughs> he has three kids, those poor kids. He's a paramedic now. Uh, anyway. Thank you for all you do during this coronavirus. Five minutes later. Yes, exactly that level, probably. <laughs> he does, like, shitty direct-to-DVD horror movies and, and sci-fi movies and whatever. Sure. Um, so then, somehow, his wife has found him at the signing, and she's out back <laughs> trying to chop her kid off. I don't know how the fuck they figured that out. And then, of course, Moose has to dolt his way out there and be like, because he was, like, he, he was, was the one next. that was coming up the table with all with his stupid bedazzled vest and all those other materials, and he gets booted. And that first scene is just so like, oh, God, this is what this movie's going to be, huh? Is this guy's... How about I sign your face with my fucking fist? Best line in the movie. No, we're getting that one later. Um, can't tie my shoe, but I can fuck your bitch. <laughs> I can't sign your vest, but I can fuck your bitch. <laughs> yeah, that, fr that first scene is oof. Oh, my God. And so then... Like, this movie's so terrible, guys. Please go watch it. It's so great. And then... Please get... So, like, he's devastated, he's right? Like, this, this, this is his whole life he's been building up to, like, uh, meeting him. He was so excited to meet him. And and then uh, he goes back to his, his friend, his only friend, this paparazzi. And then for whatever reason, she knows how he's acting. She shows him this star map app. That Say that three times fast. Star map app, 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 star map app. Um, that shows you, like, where these celebrities live. Thinking, like, oh, it'd be really cool just, like, like to them through it. Right, but, no, but... of course this idiot's gonna go to the actual fucking house. To be fair, though... There weren't actual celebrities on the app. It who was, was all, on the app? The app had Tyler character Dur names. Tyler Durden, Jack Torrance. Uh, I didn't see... Those are only two that I saw. Yeah. And I'm like, tr just try. Uh, Dan Johnson. That's like I guess it's been Don Johnson. Just change one letter for everybody. Brad Pat. Uh, <laughs> like do something. Angelina Julie. Yeah. Just do some. Hi, my name's Tom Jeff. <laughs> JC Carias, who will be in one of these movies one day. Um, oh my god. Probably already has. Wait, we just don't know it. I can't wait. Uh, 
so yeah, something I thought cool at this point. So then from there, uh, Moose goes to his house and writes a letter to Hunter, which I didn't also mind that scene. I thought that scene was fine. That was, that was a good scene. That I feel like that's okay. He's yeah. like an apology letter. He's like, I'm so sorry. Just and so then, excited to meet and you. And then again, autograph. I gave this movie too much credit. I immediately was like, yo, you know what's fucking deep? Because he's writing the letter and he's talking to himself and he's crumbling it up and he's having all these like anxieties. I'm like, yo, he's writing this to Steven Sawa. Devin Sawa was oh, Stan in oh the in the Stan music video for Eminem. I'm like, yo, that's kind of cool. That's deep. And I'm like, there ain't no way Frenders that Fred Durst didn't think that far ahead. It was probably Devin Sawa's idea. Fred Durst thought he hired a guy named Devin and a saw for this movie. <laughs> and he was like, uh, what? Devin saw, uh, I need three people to play Hunter Dunbar. What are we doing here? There ain't no way he got that fucking at all. Like I said, Saul plays runner good. Um, so then, like, this whole time, these street performers... Oh, wait. I think we missed probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Uh, I don't know if it's further down. When he's in the car with his son. Did we miss that? Yeah, yeah that's later. Trust me. My that's notes later. are in fucking oh, order. Okay. Um, so... Have we not talked about John Travolta's hair? Uh, my, no, my we first... haven't. I was trying to get you to say something about it. When he takes... When he's getting in the costume, he takes the helmet off and fixes his hair and puts it back on. That wig... Oh man, that was such a bad wig. Is I'm putting that wig in the I, prosthetic hairpiece hall of fame because I think that my favorite trivia fact on IMDb, my second favorite trivia fact on IMDb is that John Travolta wore a wig for this movie. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> it's like the next to last trivia bit. It's like 21 of 38 people like this. I'm like, who are the 21 people that like this trivia? No shit, that's not his hair. Your favorite. What is your favorite trivia piece? Well, my favorite. Trivia fact of this movie is that Moose is John Travolta's favorite character that he's played in his career. You know. This movie came out in 2019. Not Danny Zuko. Not Vincent Vega. Not even. Not, I think his name was Joey from Look Who's Talking. I don't know. (laughs) Not Robert Shapiro. Not Edna Turnblatt. Not, yeah, not something he almost won an MVP on this show for. Not the movies he's nominated for. Saturday Night Fucking Fever. This. Was Second Staying Alive? Ooh, I gotta buy Staying Alive. That's That might be an all-time bad movie for us to watch as well. Have you ever seen Staying Alive? No. Have you ever seen Saturday Night Fever? No. Well, you know the concept of Saturday Night Fever, yes. right? Okay. So take everything that's good about that movie and have John Travolta's character try to become a dancer like in New York. And it's directed by Frank Stallone. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway. Uh, so What did I do wrong in my life? A lot. So these street performers, the one street performer, this fucking Goomba, keeps trying to like get like Moose to join his act. Why? Because he's a dummy. Well, the act is like he's performing like this illusion of he's like sticking a, a nail through his nose and bleeding yeah. everywhere. People love it. While he's doing that... They're getting pickpocketed. They're getting pickpocketed, and that's the act. By his partner. I think his name was like... like fucking Scuzzy McScuzz. Another... Balkan skull act here. Complete Balkan skull. So they interrupt him in this fucking communal bathroom again. And... Like they're 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 beat the they're shit out. they don't they don't beat him up they pretend like they like try to like like fake have him suck their dicks and like they're razzing whatever then this magical black janitor shows up and he's like hey you leave that boy alone 
And it's like, where the fuck did this guy come from? This guy just has a jacket that just says security on it. What is he securing? Because ten minutes later, he's just watching another razzing from across the street and shows up out of nowhere. Is he just the security of New York or L.A.? Who the fuck is he? When Scuzzy McScuzzerton leaves the bathroom, he says my personal favorite line in the movie when he goes, I'm going to keep two eyes on you. Yeah, what the fuck else is he going to do? That's, that's, that's not a thing. Um, what was the line again? I'm going to keep two eyes on you. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Um, I don't know what this is referring to, but I have another line here that happens where, like, he says a line. I say, I have written down, BFF line is equal to, oh, hi, Mark. I don't know what that means. Did he say best friends forever at some point? Yeah. To the paparazzi, like, they had a fight when she found out he went to the house. Mm-hmm. She's like, I didn't think you were going to be so stupid. How could you do that? Like, she was yelling at him. She's like, if you do that again, like, you're going to lose our friendship. And he's like, we're no longer BFFs. You just lost your BFF. The way he says it, as soon as he was done saying it, I looked at him and go, I did not hit her. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. It was, that, it was that level. I was like, holy shit. And then, so he's back on the street. Uh, and, the, the, like, literally five minutes ago, these this group of guys were razzing right back to him walking the street. This guy's just sitting in the alley on top of a vacant car. And he's like, I, I need, you know, I need you to help me, man. Like, And he's like, to buy drugs? And he, you know, says something to him. And then he calls him a stalker, I think. Or stalker's like chicken to Marty McFly. Like, it's just like that, <laughs> that, trigger, that word. trigger word. But he does something, and John Travolta's a moose freaks the fuck out, choking, crying, making amazing facial expressions. But he almost kills this guy. He almost kills him until he finally, like, lets him go, and then that's when the security guy comes out of nowhere and he's like, I'm proud of you! He's like, he almost killed the guy on the street! How are you proud of most? Like, what the fuck is your job? Are you protecting him? What? So then, he goes... Walking in the neighborhood. So, earlier, he so he was at the house earlier. You're right, I'm sorry. That he did get stabbed with a marker earlier. He went earlier to just see the house. Because that's when she says, uh, that's when she says, you can't believe you actually went there. And he, he's running up with his son, um, Hunter Dunbar is. And again, Moose doesn't get it. He's trying to pull stuff out. And he goes, you want me to sign? Fine. He takes the, the, he, the marker. He recognizes him as this crazy ass yeah. fan. He takes the marker he's... and he goes, fine, you want an autograph? And then he stabs him with the marker. In the chest. In the chest. On his, on this ridiculous shirt. Another, like, Hawaiian shirt. But they fully edit in, like, a sound effect. Like, ugh. Like like, a, and, like, the music changes. Uh, it's like a big moment. But I'm like, like a, it's a it's a felt pen. A fucking magic marker. Fucking quote, Dr. Volta. That should have been trivia. This is the second time John Travolta had an awful incident with a felt pen. Um, and like, like then, this. And he signs just in shitty cursive Hunter on his chest. I think I broke this DVD. No, you better not have. <laughs> it's fine. If you fuck that up, I swear to God. And it's a Blu-ray. We saw this in the most pristine quality. Um, so he goes back to the house to apologize Yay. and drop the aforementioned letter off. The, um, the maid sees him and he runs off and he leaves a the letter there. Then you have a scene where Devin Sawa's like, she's telling him, like, I didn't like that. Like, it was really weird. And he goes, it's okay, don't worry it about it. It scared me. scared her. And then he kisses her, and then it's weird. So then he comes back again, like, five minutes later, uh, when just the maid's in the house. He's there to, what was he trying to do? He was even? trying to find the letter because he had dropped the letter. Right. He was trying to find it. She's beating with a Swiffer duster. A Swiffer feather duster. And then 
Boom. He, he knocks her out. He punches her in the face. <laughs> she lands on the stone And she million pot. dollar babies her neck on like a stone bird bath. <laughs> and she's dead. She gone. And then. That bitch out. He stands there and cuts a monologue about a nosebleed. He goes, that's because, a nosebleed. Because she that's, starts having blood. That, I've, had, I've had nosebleeds before, and that's like... Because he's also, it's an autistic character, and that is their interpretation. They're, that is their very terrible don't, impersonation. Do not, don't give them any kind of leeway. Autism. Look, I cannot... Mind you. But I do not like to confuse ignorance for stupidity, because they're ignorant if that's what they think autism is like. Because not all people with autism are like... The valedictorian in my high school class had autism. Good for him. I know her since kindergarten. We went say, through all the same I was going to assume it was good for him. <laughs> I was going to say. No. But. My valedictorian and sal- salutatorian were females. But. I would val- say autistic. No, like, man, what class, a week. Um, where I grew up, we all had gone to school together. Like a whole bunch of us from kindergarten all mm-hmm. the way through high school. So, you know, we all knew each other for, for many, many years. And we all. She was, I've known her since kindergarten. We were all together through all of our classes and everything else. And I don't think any of us knew that she was autistic until she gave her valedictorian That's speech. Awesome. It's really cool. That's the but most. But they could do anything. Yeah, it's the most inspiring, inspiring yeah. thing I've ever she heard. Never, not she never movie. broke into monologues about nosebleeds. <laughs> so like, that's why. She never punched a housekeeper in the face and killed her. And then that proceeded too. to then just enter the home. I want to make it clear. So punch the housekeeper's face. <laughs> like, neck I on the bird bath. Close up on her Marsha Brady nose. But I wish that y'all could see as he's like his pantomime to hit the story he's telling. He's like, punch her in the face. I'm really like a full bone, like (laughs) Jush and Thunder Liger (laughs) shout tape bomb strike. Because basically what it was, and she goes, whoop. Like a Chris Berman highlight. Like, whoop. And then smack. And then she's dead. She's gone. She will not be brought up or (laughs) mentioned until the very end of the movie. And the movie does not make it clear at all how What's many happened? days have passed. Yeah, this could have been a, this could have been two days. This could have been fucking six years. We don't know the time frame here. So there's an interesting. No, it's not. <laughs> but at some point, Hunter Dunbar comes out and talks to his Gardner? gross, grossly ethnic gardener. I don't mean like. The guy is just like, man, this guy's really ethnic. Nah, but he's like, like that guy probably speaks like, perfect English yeah, and had to like, hey man, Mexican. like, yeah, like they could like, just they, they should just got Mexican across the border. They should like, just gotten Cheech Marin. Yeah, to be honest. exactly. And he's like uh, Rosa or whatever the, her name was. <laughs> no, was, was her name Rosa? I don't remember. I don't think that's it was true. Henrietta. Probably I don't know. You're so racist. Um, says he's like she was really weird. Have you noticed anybody? He's like no. And so when the letter was already dropped off. At the end of the movie, not again. This is all spoiler. We're basically just going through the whole movie. But yeah, yeah. To you jump could, ahead, it, you didn't know this movie. Uh, when Hunter Dunbar is arrested for her murder, finally, even though he didn't do it, uh, like the police are at his door, the gardener's standing there, like giving him a look. Like, when did that scene happen versus when she got killed? Because it's made to seem like he knew, but if he knew, then she'd be right out there. Was the gardener the one that found her? What did her family report it? Like, what is happening? I'm not sure, but I'm. I'm so not, her name was Dora, you racist <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I knew it. Started, I knew it ended with an A, though. Um, so oh my God. Moose takes the opportunity. Stuff like that. Moose takes the opportunity. You know, be great if he just walked over her body to get into the house. Um, he goes into the house. He's like, he, "Oh man, I'm at Hunter Dunbar's house," and he proceeds to 
Oh my god, I forgot about this scene. He proceeds to, to say. uh like sit in his chairs, of course. He plays Look the at piano. All of her- his his stuff and read the awards. You he know, plays typical the piano. fan thing. Had the movie had him like bust and do like a perfect like 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 piano piece, that would have been great. But instead he's like da 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 and he sings a song. What is the song that he sings? I don't remember. He's like some will roll and some will roll. <laughs> it's a, he sings some song I know what else. He's like basically imagine like if Billy Joel was singing still rock and roll to me. He's like, something about rock and roll and something about rock and roll. And it's like, what? Then he goes into the fridge, pulls no, wait, out. We mi- did we miss the best part of the movie yet? <laughs> when he's in the car with his son? I, I, we're not okay, there yet. Okay. We still have so much more to go. God. That's the next day. <laughs> no, I swear to God, it's the next day. Uh, so this, these notes are in what order. What is happening? He goes in his fridge. There's a pristine jar of fig jam there, which you actually eat, and you never will again. Yo, bro, let me tell you my notes about that scene. He takes the fig jam out. Wait, oh, wait, wait, back up a little bit. When he's going to the house, he's, like, trying to go in the house, he checks for a laser. (laughs) I forgot. He checks for a laser. Like, this doorway is... Around no, he like he like around this part of the movie, I started to feel a little different. If you know what I mean. <laughs> and then, and then he yeah he opens the the fridge and he I was like my notes are oh he has fig jam I love that jam not anymore he unscrews the jar fingers the jam and shoves the finger in his mouth. There. Everyone shut up. I know there's only two people in the room. Everyone shut up. There are so mu- there's so much mouth fingering in this fucking movie. Stop it. He sticks his fingers in so many fucking things, like fig jam, and Devin Sawa's mouth, <laughs> and then puts him in his own mouth. It's one of our senses. Crazy. And then he goes in and like he keeps smelling things. Put your fingers down. You're not doing anything with my mouth. He smells his toothbrush, and then he brushes his teeth with his toothbrush. And then maybe five minutes later, when he gets back to the house. And he's like, like wrapping up for the night or something. He like is like at the kitchen, like getting ready to go out. I think, and I'm like, oh my god, brush your teeth. Like that actually is kind of creepy and weird. Nope. The next person you see brush your teeth is his son, and I'm like, was that the same toothbrush? And to be fair, the son is like ten years old, and so teach him how to brush his dad fucking has teeth. To teach him how to brush his teeth. Jillian is four, and she brushes her teeth by herself She's every three. day. Don't make her any older than she needs to be. She's She's gonna be four. She's gonna be four. Thank you. Why? Why did that upset you so much? Don't look, man. She's already she's three. Don't have to make her four. Uh, so Moose is still in the house when Hunter Dunbar comes back. He's like hiding in a closet behind all the shirts. How he's not seen, I don't know. He's got the jacking dumbest. Off. He's just jacking off on all the coats. Um, Coming on all the coats. That great. That great. The next sequel to Dane Cook's uh, old uh, coat bit. Um, as I mentioned, I kind of like Hunter here, and I again, like I said, I like the directing here. Because there's a scene, like the scene where he's at the 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 kitchen, not the kitchen, the bathroom counter. You see Moose like in the foreground, in like the shadows, move from one end of the closet to the other, and it's shot and lit really well. And I'm like, that I was... just have no more words. That's also my note here. I have no more words. So he's still in the house. He's like going from room to room, hiding. His son's in the house. Uh, Hunter Dunbar is a celebrity, so of course he has to medicate himself to go to sleep. He's passed out on his on his recliner. With like some pill bottles next to him, like three beer bottles. Yeah. 
with the beers, which uh, were IPAs. You know how I know that? Because they were just white cans that in big silver letters just said IPA on it. <laughs> the only thing that they was on it at all. They didn't have a lot of budget for this movie, sick. They, they, this should have been the biggest budgeted indie horror thriller of all time. It had six, six production companies. Exactly. So then, like, and again, it's effectively creepy. Because he, like, he goes up, he kisses him on the forehead, he takes a selfie with him, he smells his earlobe, and then he sits at the, the, the adjacent recliner and just watches the TV that he had on, and there's a flashback of him as a kid watching Night of the Living Dead, and his mom's about to get fucking dicked out by some rando, and then she, she calls Moose, and I don't even know if that's his real name or not at this point, and he wakes up and he's still there. Uh, his phone like falls on Hunter Dunbar and it vibrates, and he's still not waking up. I need to get me some of these fucking sleeping pills. These are I need. I haven't. Slept. This is this is the good shit. If Hunter Dunbar is just cased out there with all this happening, and then Moose leaves and doesn't know he's there. Now here is where they are in the car, and this is what we've been what you've been building up towards. What happens in the car, Samantha, with Hunter and his ten year old son? First of all, the 10-year-old son's in the front seat, which... I think that's fine. No, I don't think he's tall enough to be in the front seat uh, yet. No, you're probably right. I think I was like 11 or 12. Yeah, because it, it, yeah, it's about height and everything. Because yeah, the seatbelt has yeah. to sit correctly. So, fuck your parenting. And then um, the second piece of that is they're driving down the street. He's like, oh, you want to listen to some tunes, buddy? You want to put on some music? What does some he put on? Sa- shameless self-promotion. Puts on some music. It's a... Alt rock station, apparently. No, I'm sure it was just a CD. <laughs> and he goes, "You like Limp Biscuit?" Turns that shit up. Then they play like an entire Limp Biscuit song. Not a good I, one. Not a good. They what can't song play. Was it? it wasn't can't give me some fucking nookie. nookie. <laughs> Let's go, girls. By the way, this podcast is beginning and ending with just two random Limp Biscuit songs that weren't in the movie. Because <laughs> the because the the score to this is whatever. Um, but. It wasn't even a recognizable Limp Bizkit song. You only knew it was Limp Bizkit because he's like, you like Limp Bizkit? Man, these guys are the coolest. This was, this was shit back in the day. This is still good. And just for that, I don't think Devin Sawa should be the MVP. It's a, come on. It's either him or the store owner. There ain't nobody else. What are we going to make it? Leah, the paparazzi? She was bad, too. It was... Any credit I could have given to Fred Durst as a director, definitely not as a writer, but as whatever here, just goes out the window. Are you serious? Really? That that's an all-timer. That's that's like Kevin Smith has some pandering ass shit in Jane Silent Bob reboot. That's like uh the Michael Bay. What movie do we watch? There's like a Michael Bay shout out in Oh, it's uh it's in Transformers. We haven't done the podcast, but the guy's like, oh my god, this is just like uh Pearl Harbor the movie, and it's like, shut up. Uh it's it happens. And then they're driving the street, and then Moose is still, like, running or walking home. He gets accosted and yelled at again. And then they sh- and then 45 minutes in the movie, they do another one of those drawings from the beginning of the movie. I'm like, okay, that's not cool anymore, because now it's going to be like a pastiche of whatever. And then, I don't... There's definitely a chunk of this movie that was edited out. Because he leaves there, he goes home... And then there's like I think like another like little mini montage of him doing his street performer stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then we cut, it it fades in from black, and Devin Sawa has something like gauze like shoved in his mouth, and then he's 
Then he's tied like, up. industrial like, tied up. Like seven Boy Scouts, Boy Scouts <laughs> came in, just boys named Scott, <laughs> strolled in. A uh, shout out to Scott Arell for his portrayal of Hunter Dunbar in this movie. Um, uh, have him, he has him like tied up on this bed and he, he can't move. And what is Moose doing when Hunter wakes up from this like S&M? He's just laying there. With a puddle of blood at his head. Yep. And, and uh, Hunter Dunbar's like, you stupid fuck. He like freaks out. And he's like, how am I getting out of here? And of course, Moose is fine. He's just... It, he was a prank. It's a, a prank. prank. How long is he laying there? <laughs> how long is he laying there? I don't know there? the passage of time in this movie, so I can't give you an answer. How did, Also, did he drug Devin Sawa with like all his sleeping pills? Yeah. How many days have passed? What happened? How did, did he pick him up and carry... Where is the son? And then here is... What's the thing? You never know if the son's like home. I'm guessing he's with his mom at that point. Um... What is oh, no. happening? Well, actually, he's not there, because remember, he goes, please don't hurt my son. And then like, Moose freaks out. He goes, I would never hurt your son. I'd never hurt your boy. Then he stabs him with a, a prop knife, but then blood still gets on his chest. I guess it's no. the fake blood from the, the, the wound that he had. No, because no, it gets worse as the movie goes on. So, like, I think the fake knife... Is a real fake knife? That's not a thing. I don't know, but those three spots got worse as the movie went on. It got bloodier and bloodier. I was so confused. I said it would happen. I'm like, why is it blood? And I just and I forget what your answer was. I'm like, oh, I was like, oh, it was probably just from like yeah, from from like the blood, the fake blood that he right. was laying in, and stuff. So maybe it was like on his hand or something. Nah, man, that shit cut his skin. He was bleeding everywhere. That was where his heart was. He's not selling it at all. Because <laughs> then like he goes like ching ching. He does like a real quick. Two little shots. It was three. Boom, boom, boom. I'm sorry. I didn't zapruder <laughs> this movie. It, we'll go back and watch the shape it. Of a triangle. Don't ever put this in the player again. Um, this is probably why stack didn't work <laughs> afterwards. Uh, so. Why are we going through every scene of this movie? Oh my god. Because people have to know. They have to get it because I'm just trusting that they don't listen to it or don't w don't watch it. I something else to drink. So here's a beer. <laughs> Go get wine. it if you want it. Oh, I was gonna drink wine. So I'm so high off this movie though. The sorry. movie John Travolta s clinches the LVP in this scene right here. Mm -hmm. He, I mean, he clinched it his very first line in the movie where he had the poo, but <laughs> he is eight different emotions in this. Then he comes He comes in as Jason Voorhees when he does the stabbing and pretends. Mm -hmm. He keeps freaking out because he's making references to things and Hunter Dunbar doesn't get it. He's like, why don't you know that? And then Hunter's like yelling at him, doing everything. He goes, stop being mean to me. And I'm like, it's, it starts it's like getting movie, really like, hard to watch. I feel like this movie was made with an interpretation of Autism. As any as any kind of mental defect. As any kind of mental defect, but also like at the beginning stages of when we first learned what autism was. And it's the worst kind of stereotype of autistic people and yes. their reactions and behaviors. And autistic people can function completely normally in society and you would never know that they have autism. Right. Hence the story of my um, high school valedictorian. But like it's so misconstrued here that it's hard to watch. It feels like John Travolta's making fun of this. Right. And and they never say that he has autism. No. I don't think they ever say it. 
I read it on, like, Wikipedia, like, for the summary of the film and stuff, but I don't think they ever come out and say that he has autism in the movie, so you're just wondering why he's having these, like, not entirely appropriate reactions, right. or so extreme of reaction to this, um, and that, I mean, and that's why, because they're, like, stereotyping this is how an autistic person would react yeah. to this. And that's not necessarily true. And I think that it was so poorly done mm-hmm. that it's just so bad. Mm-hmm. The housekeeper's still dead in the backyard. <laughs> Hasn't been mentioned at all. We don't even know what's happening. Then, like, Where'd she the go? scene changes. There's more stupid narration by Leah. And oh, then, yeah, she was also narrating the whole movie. Yeah. By the way. Like, four times. Four times. And then, Hunter Dumb- uh, the movie started also with a quote that was like... You're a fan. Without you, I'm nothing. Quoted by Hunter Dunbar. I'm like, who the fuck is Hunter Dunbar? And then, like, halfway through the movie, I'm like, oh, that's the guy in the movie. And then he says it in the midst of the movie. It wasn't, like, a famous thing that he had said prior. No, it's just a pivotal line in the movie. So then he starts manipulating Moose, you know. The old bait and switch. Letting him hear what he wants to hear. Like, let me out. I'll sign all your stuff. I won't call the cops. I got all these props I'll give you. Yeah, and then, like... Moose lays down with him, like, as, like, his son or something. Weird. And, like, there's these effects where, like, he's daydreaming and visualizing it. It's happened a couple times throughout the movie is, like, Hunter at his signing desk from the store. Like, come on up. Can I sign this for you? Like, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, like just weird daydreams. So then finally, uh, he starts to let Hunter loose. And as he lets him loose... Uh, he says, I forget what Hunter says. He's like, man, I think you really appreciate it. Headbutts the fuck out of him. Moose is down on the ground, crying. Quicker quicker <laughs> than I can take a watch off, Hunter Dunbar yeah, gets... Yeah, but bro, you don't wear a watch. You do struggle with no, a watch. don't. Use a better analogy. Quicker than I can drink a sip of water, he gets... Yeah, right now. Do it right now. <laughs> I almost fucked that up. He gets a shotgun. Hidden shotgun. Papa, Bam! <laughs> Blows his hand off. And we rewound this part. We rewound this part because we were in shock and awe. The, the, my note was, oh yes, the old bait and switch and blow it off your fucking fingers? What is happening? He shoots the fakest fucking hand I've ever seen in my life. But Blows it. the fingers off. All the fingers Moose is off. crying like at the end of Balto. Beats him. But... But you let your finger shut off. There's a fight. He throws him down the steps. Grabs. Is verbally assaulting him. Mm. Grabs a knife. Real knife. Real knife now. Stabs him in the face. Stabs him in the eye. In the eye. The eye comes out. Like a like Carl. Oh no, that was a gunshot. That was a gunshot. No. He's got a gaping hole in his face. Got a got his eyes going. He's crying and freaking out. And Hunter's getting ready to shoot him. And then he backs off. No, the gun, the gun, uh... Oh, the gun's out of bullets. Yeah, the gun, the gun's out of bullets, or it's, uh... Oh, no, 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 no. He shoots around him. Oh, yeah, he shoots around him. He shoots in each ear, because why not just, you know, make him, make him deaf as well, on top (laughs) of being dumb and now handless. And shooting around him out of bullets, and then he, like, has mercy. He's, like, covered in blood now. We don't know if it's fake or his own, or what the fuck's happening. No, that one spot, though, is, like, really, really red. And he's just sitting there. He helps Moose up, and he just lets him out. He lets him out of the house. He lets him go. Takes mercy on him. Takes mercy on him. Then he just sits there in his house. The kid can't be there, because how can you sleep? Is the kid taking the sleeping pills, too? I said, and the son is still asleep? What is the passage of time on this? So, Hunter's just sitting there in his house, and I think it finally then cuts to, like, 
What was her name again? Rosa? No, it was... What was it? Dora? Fuck. 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 Dora. You just, racist son of a bitch. She's always been dead for a little while because she's starting to like... Like, change colors. And then it cuts to Moose. He's just on the street. He's got his hand all wrapped. His eyes gone. Crying and weeping. These guys come up. It's like, yo, that's the best makeup I've ever seen. This is is Hollywood, baby. They take a picture of him. He smiles (laughs) in the fucking picture. And then, like, he's, like, struggling on the street, like, bleeding or whatever. And his friend finds him and takes him. It's like, oh, Moose. Because at one point, like, later, like, she, like, she didn't kick him out because apparently... They don't. Is, does she own that place? I don't know. I'm so what, confused about the semantics of all I don't of it. She's like, come on, like, well, let's get you to a hospital, that kind of thing. It cuts back to Hunter, and then uh, Ding Dong, Ding Dong, the police show up with this gardener, with yeah, with S. A. Rios, like, and they arrest him for the murder of the of the housekeeper, and there's another. But we don't know that anyone's found the housekeeper. Well, the cops have found the housekeeper. Somebody found the housekeeper. But they showed her still in the garden. Yeah, but the, the police are there, so they found her now. He's, he gets arrested. And, That's by the way, this should be an easy case. She'd been like, oh, no, actually, it was this... Actually, no, it's not. It was this autistic guy named Moose. Yeah, okay, guilty. <laughs> he's fucked. I know he's fucked. <laughs> and then it cuts back to, like, Leah and Moose. And, like, Moose sees it as, like, a... Oh, no, like, I think Leah's narration is, like, Moose, you know... Moose saw, sees it as a positive, and there's another drawing... Of Moose now with a hook for a hand and an eye patch. Now he's a street performer pirate, assumedly. Make that bank though. Credits. Would you rather take a picture? A pirate. Yeah, see. Pirate. Yeah. Make a lot, his life's gonna be better off. Gonna make a lot more money on the streets of Hollywood. And that. Yeah, this movie was fucking batshit insane, and I cannot believe that I talked to you into letting me watch this movie, making me watch this movie. Get the shit out of here. Terrible. This was an adventure. So let me just confirm. We've made John Travolta the LVP of the movie. Yeah, I think that's that's. I think that's fair. Fair. It was, uh, he just had the bulk of everything was on him, and he did such a poor job of it. He was not MVP for Hairspray, but he has also not been LVP of anything. So his first LVP, he's joining his brother Joey Travolta though. Joey Travolta was the LVP for. Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. A long time ago. Uh, Devin Saw was the MVP. I mean, yeah, there's not really any. I mean, I was, was going to make it to the store owner just because he was so nice and just a regular guy. That's okay. But there's nobody else. So, Devin Sawa? Yeah. Okay. Hey, good for you, Devin Sawa. How many Devin Sawa movies do we have? Uh, probably not a lot. At least one other one upstairs. Uh, was he the kid in Little Giants? I don't I'm pretty sure he's the kid in Little Giants. Let me see. Real, real, real pretty looking thing. <laughs> I should say like that oh was horrible. <laughs> That's what is wrong with you, Mullen? I watched the fanatic. That's what's wrong with me. Damn. Little Giants, Casper. We have Casper. Then now and then we have now and uh-huh. then. Uh, Idle Hands. You best believe we own now and uh, Idle Hands. That sounds like a lot of shit, man. Not oh, Final we have Destination. Final Destination. No, we don't. You wouldn't let me buy those. Oh. Oh. Okay. Good. Devin Sawa describes himself as being irreligious and an atheist, but supportive of freedom of religion. That's important to know. Uh, yeah, not much else. He's done a lot of direct the DVD shit. Oh, they're still making Jarhead movies? That's sad. Uh, what was I gonna say? Yeah. 
would you you don't like anybody this much, right? Despite your stalking High School Musical, the uh, the series cast on TikTok. Me, if you're gonna say it, you gotta say it right. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series. I don't stalk them on TikTok. They're really gonna make TikToks, so I watch their TikToks, and um, that's correct. I don't stalk anybody like this. No. What about you? No, no, no. I I won't even pay money to like, meet people at cons. Like, I find it ridiculous. I'm not going to spend $50, $60 to shake somebody's hand and take a picture and be around them for five seconds. Like, it's just not... It's just not something I'm into. <laughs> if it's, like, a free thing, like, my favorite wrestler I've met a couple times at, like, free signings as part of shows. Like, mm-hmm. I'll wait in line to for if I'm not spending any money. Sure. But I'm not going to, like... But, like, do you purposely, like, stalk out where their shows are going to be no. and go there? No, no, If I come across the information, then cool. The only time I've paid for a picture and an autograph once. It was at a very, very small comic convention that uh, my friend Steve and I went to a few years ago. And it was very small. They normally just get, like, artists and uh, and writers and stuff at. Every now and then you get a couple celebrities. This one, uh, Eddie Munster was there. Uh, it's not who I got an autograph or picture from. Uh, the guy, I don't remember his name. Uh, it's George. Yeah, shows what a good fan I am. This guy does the voice for Space Ghost. Which Space Ghost was one of my favorite shows growing up. Uh, George Lowe. George Lowe is his name. Very distinct voice, right? You've heard him in so many different things. Very funny guy. And the room's so small, like it's like a, it's like a conference room, but not like a big one. It's just like a little conference area. So I'm like, oh, cool shit, Space Ghost. And uh, we talked for like five minutes or so because the guy that did the voice for uh, Zorak or Brack had just recently passed away. We're talking about that. Um, and I'm standing there, and I'm like, fuck, I've talked to this guy for five minutes. I feel, I feel like, <laughs> shit, if I don't get something from now. I'm like, hey, uh, uh, a picture? He's like, sure, sure, sure. I think it's like ten bucks. So I got a picture with him, and he signed, I think he signed, oh, he signed out like a, a picture or something as well, like a, a Space Ghost drawing. And that was it. And it's like, okay, well, I got, like, I got like more than 30 seconds. I at least got five minutes of his time to like, actually speak to him like a human fucking being. Sure. That, that's as far as I'll ever get or go. What else on the fanatic? At this point, I have to watch every Fred Durst movie. Fred Durst movie. Fred, I have to watch the Fred Durst movies. I have to watch every Fred Durst movie from here on in, retro or upcoming. His career's not over; it's a miracle. Speaking of careers being over, fuck Travolta, man. What is what has he got coming out the pike? Oh, anything man. else soon? Um, let's see. Probably not anything good. He's got, he's on, um, nope, nothing. Nothing, nothing planned. Oh, boy. Let me look, hold on. He's had some really terrible things the last few years. Yep, including sexual assault allegations by other men. He's doing anything for the money. Yeah, the most recent one's The Fanatic, yep. He was in a movie called Speed Kills, Trading Paint, The Poison Rose. Oh, yeah, he's doing all, hold on, we have, okay, hold on, all right. So I'm going to look at all these most recent movies I don't recognize. The Poison Rose. It's him, Morgan Freeman, Famke Jensen, Robert Patrick, Brendan Fraser. Definitely directed DVD. Received the Best Directing International Award at the Terra de Siena Film Festival. That's not a real film festival. Uh, <laughs> what about this other movie? Zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What about this other movie? Trading, Trading Paint is what I'm getting to. Him, Michael Madsen, and Shania, Shania Twain. Twain. Is it like a, it's like a race car movie? Kevin Dunn. Which Kevin Dunn? 
Uh, oh, no, it's yeah. going to be the one I'm thinking of because yeah. his character name is Stumpy. No! <laughs> You're Kevin Dunn. Oh, Kevin Dunn. Veteran yep. race car driver Sam Monroe and his son, a fellow driver from a small town, overcome family and professional conflicts, balancing competition, ego, resentment, and a racing nemesis to come out stronger on the other side. So this is the movie that he won Worst Actor for along with The Fanatic. Yeah. Uh, box office. It grossed $0 in the U.S. and Canada and $6,898 in other territory. Another 0% movie. Of course, Gotti, the other movie that was nominated alongside with this. Speed Kills. I'm hoping it's just the third Speed movie. Um, he's literally only one that's listed as being in it. I don't. Oh, Jennifer Esposito. Oh, really? Come on, you're better than what that, What about this too. movie, I Am Wrath? He was in this movie, I Am Wrath, with... Oh, man. Chris Maloney. Chris Maloney. Rebecca De Mornay. What the fuck? Jesus. Man. We need to buy all these. I want Travolta to be our guy. Like, everyone loves Nicolas Cage movies now. In a Valley of Violence. It's going to Western. Yep, knew it. Oh, man. This is... Ethan Hawke. Come on. Karen Gillan? This movie had to be made, like, in, like, 2004, right? (laughs) It just came out. What about this one? This 2015 Criminal Activities. Oh, it's got a 76%. Okay, that one seems to be all right. It's a Criminal Activities movie with Michael Pitt, Dan Stevens... All these other people I don't know, you know. Jackie Earl Haley. Oh, Jackie Earl Haley directed it. Ooh, that's interesting. 50%. Okay. So it's really the most recent, like the 2019 ones that are the bad, bad, bad ones. So uh, I'll investigate. I'll do some digging and see what we can find for the purposes of this podcast. Great. Let's score. We've already ran way too long. We're approaching the actual length of the movie at this point. (laughs) Uh, I picked it, so you score it first. It was so bad. I like really. It was so bad. It was just terrible. Uh, how bad was it though? Was it that bad? I wrote my score down immediately after the movie, and I'm not changing it from this movie. I mean, I think from this podcast. I have to say, I. As ridiculous as it was, I mean, it was just so ridiculous. I don't think I could ever watch this movie again in Tough my titty. life. Huh? Tough Teddy, we're watching it again. No, when I don't Andrew's want to watch angry. it again. Oh, God. Um, I think just because that Fig Jam made a cameo appearance, I'm going to give this movie a two. I'm also giving it a two. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's... What's your reason for giving it a two? Well, of the movies, I, I love the reason I said there, there's a couple good shots. There's a couple scenes. Oh, Fred Durst is the reason you're giving this movie a two? That's great. Put that on no, your resume. No, it was the direct, some of the directing alone to be like a three or a four, but then his writing and his Limp biscuit masturbation in it Brings it back down to a two. There's a couple good shots. There's a couple good moments. It's, like I said, it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It's just bonkers. And I save one for the shit. A horse story is a one. Food fight is a one. Pocket ninjas is a one. Like, those are just on another level of ineptitude. This had something to it, at least. It just isn't something to it that's good. So, that's why I'm giving it a two. It's still the worst movie we've watched this year, by far. Um, but will it be the last? I do not know. Next week, we got Bridge on the River Kwai. Then the week after that, we got Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. Week after that will be one of the movies that you are about to nominate. Oh, shit. I forgot I was supposed to do that. Okay. Let me see. Look, man, I don't know how I could follow this movie. How do you follow this movie? Um, uh, let's do something light. 
and fun. The Greatest Showman, which I don't think I've nominated before. I don't think you have either. And the... Let's do... I think, do we have this movie now? Chopping Mall. You can't do that to me! <laughs> Man, like, I theme my picks. Like, oh, two John Travolta movies. Two erotic thrillers. Two movies directed by the same person. Two batshit fucking crazy-ass movies. <sighs> I'm gonna pick Chopping Mall. Damn it. Of course I am. Don't do that to me. I know how badly you want to watch Greatest Showman, too. So why would you do that? Though? Because I have Chopping Mall on my list of things to nominate. No, I'm picking Chopping Ball. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick something good. I have to go up there and work on my list, apparently. You do, because that's all you're writing down. So Chopping Ball, we were watching uh, the movies that made us on Netflix, which we've talked about on the show before. Very, very good documentary series on Netflix from the same people that did the toys that made us. And, and they're it talking, totally backfired. And they're talking about the like direct-to-VHS company that produced um, Dirty Dancing. I forget what the name of it is. And they're going into the movies that it's made. And one of them was called Chopping Mall. And we both just bust out laughing. And I immediately bought it and gave it to you for Christmas. And it'll be the movie we'll be watching <laughs> in three weeks. <laughs> Find something. It's got to be better than this shit. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Um, so now I feel the pressure. When it's my turn, I'm going to have to have to pick something good at that point. Yeah, good. That's the point. Um... Well, thank you for listening to what I think is maybe our best episode ever. Uh, see, the fanatic brings out the best in us. Yeah, okay. Uh, here on Mirror with Movies. If you like us, uh, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on arcadeaudio.net. Support by going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio. This podcast ran long, so I don't know if we're going to get a chance to record our first stacked episode now. But we were going to try. It'll be coming there very, very soon on top of all the other bonus podcasts on that website. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter. Married with Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Woo! What else? I hate you so much. You love me. <sighs> well, we, well, we, we could watch the uh, fine, you know. The crosses that we bear on this Easter Sunday. I did it my way. What? This time I'm gonna let it all come out. <laughs> I should do that throughout the whole show. You Shit. Should have been. <laughs> and we haven't heard your impression of a uh, moose yet. I did. I said, "Stop making fun of me." That's as good as you're gonna get. I ain't doing anything else. For mullet. This is mullet. Signing out for Married to Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movie. Movies. Plural. Slash the movies. Although we'll probably never see it at the movies again at this rate. They're never opening. Oh, it's so sad. It's like my favorite thing to do is go to the movies. And I really wanted Jillian to get a job there when she was older so I could see free movies. And so she could learn how to work hard and have a fun job. Keep rolling, 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 rolling. What? If you don't
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.